get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Chip Carey joins us as he does on Friday mornings. Chip, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Good morning. Hey, let's start with this. You talked the other night about hitting one of the Harry Carey's restaurants in Chicago. Did you or will you during this little trip? We're headed out Saturday. We've got a group of 25 people that are going to go in and just gorge themselves on, on Midwestern steak. It's going to be tremendous. Mm. I can't wait. Okay, <laughs> tell me, what's what's the steak of choice for Chip Carey? Yes. <laughs> See, I'm a bit kind of my standard guy. line when you ask me about food, Randy. You've seen me person. Uh, no, but really excited. Uh, it's kind of a home away from home place for me. Grant Porter, who runs the restaurant there, has been a family friend forever since they opened the restaurant in the late '80s with my grandfather. And uh, every time I've come to town, either with the Braves or now with the Cardinals, uh, they've opened the doors to us and, and welcomed everybody as a kind of a, a, a home away from home, if you will. So a couple of our coaches are going. I think Ollie's going to join us, our TV crew, and. Uh, we're just going to get together and have a good time and hopefully have some laughs over, uh, um, you know, a few drinks, some good food, and talk about the first half and get excited about the second half. Love to hear it. Boy, it sure is nice. If, if you're going to be on a bad streak to win that last game of a series so that when you get on the plane, everybody's just a little bit looser and everybody's breathing a little bit easier. The Marlins credit, first and foremost, Skip Schumacher. Uh, in their front office, they've done an amazing job. Uh, they've, they've slowly and steadily built their farm system up. They've acquired and developed terrific young pitching. And as we know in baseball, I think we tend to overcomplicate things. If you pitch, you win. They've given themselves a chance to do that, first and foremost. Secondly, uh, with John Mabry and John Jay and Skip Schumacher, there is a bit of the cardinal way. You can see the intent with which they try to play fundamentally. They're very, very sound. I think their infield's only made 18 errors all year, so they're doing those little things to make their pitching stuff uh, a whole lot better. And thirdly, they've really revamped the way that they've played the game of baseball in years past, and I saw them a lot when I was with the Braves. Uh, they were a team that tried to outslug you or tried to slug with you, and in that ballpark and with their personnel, that was a really, really hard way to do it. Last year, the Marlins lost 41 run games, 40 because of the lack of a big hit. They went out and got Luisa Rise. They got Segura, guys that know how to put the bat on the ball and put it in play. And look, Arise flirting with a 400 batting average gets on base. Their guys are uh, you know, getting big hits, getting singles, moving the line, getting two, three, four hits an inning, which in this game is tough to do. But they've now won 21 one-run games. So they've really dra- dramatically transformed things. But it all starts for me with pitching. We saw it in spades in that four-game series. And I can guarantee you this, they're going to be active at the deadline, and whoever gets them in the first round of the playoffs is going to have a real fight on their hands. Chip, how do you define this team? You had probably the worst loss of the season uh, when they lost that 10-9 game with Hicks airmailing the ball. And then I think one of the best games of the season yesterday where you see all facets of the game coming together. So how would you define this team going into the second half of the season? Now consistently inconsistent. I think that's the fairest way to put it. I think the concerns that folks had about pitching overall have been uh, shown to be well warranted. That the Cardinals just haven't pitched well enough consistently to win enough games. And by that I mean they're either giving up too many runs too early, which means your offense has to come back and try to win the game three or four times, uh, or you get the lead and haven't been able to hold it in the middle innings, which means you have to come back and try to win the game late against the opposing bullpen, or you have the lead late in the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning, and one of your three closers comes in and has a bad day. I mean, it's just been a 
a real toxic stew of inconsistency with just about everybody on the pitching staff. And that's, that's really a tough way to win. And I said that on the broadcast the other night, again, the, the heartbreaking nature of the Cardinals lost two nights ago was not necessarily that Hicks airmailed the ball into right field. The fact they fell behind five, nothing came back tied. It took the lead. Marlins tied it. They, they, Big home run from Walker with their last strike in their quiver. They take the lead, and then a leadoff walk leads to all the chaos and, and the bad throw. That, in, in a nutshell, sums up to me the, the Cardinals season from a pitching standpoint. And I think that's something they've really got to address seriously if they want to uh, continue to have any hope whatsoever, faint as it might be, to, uh, to win the division. Chip, what did you think about Matthew Libertor getting sent down yesterday? Do you think we'll see him again this season? And what do you think changed for him or not exactly worked out for him during his time here again in the bigs? Yeah, I think it was time. Uh, I think uh, his first start was terrific, and everybody had a great deal of hope that, okay, maybe this young man's turned a corner. Uh, he hasn't. His inability to control his fastball is a problem. He hasn't been able to land his curveball consistently. His misses are bad misses, either in the middle of the plate or so far off the plate that uh, hitters aren't offering at it. Um, you know, he's got really, really good stuff, and I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that he'll be back. I think he's got a chance. You know, guys like him who throw 95 and 96 and have – that really good curveball, that's a nice combination to have at this level. But you got to throw it for strikes, and I don't think he's done that quite enough. And it happens quite a bit. Guys go back to the minor leagues and work on their stuff. There really isn't much for him to prove left at AAA, but it is a matter of repeating his mechanics. It's a, it is a matter of repeating his delivery. It is a matter of trusting his fastball and letting it eat, letting it rip, and not trying to be too fine and maybe giving too much respect to major league hitters. And that's something that young pitchers go through, and hopefully he'll get over it because he is going to be an important part of the Cardinals' rotation going forward, I hope, but he's got to be better than he was. With the way that this season has gone, do you expect to see more movement from uh, Memphis, some guys coming up, Mason Wynn, Graceffo, McGreevy? Do you expect some of those guys to get some opportunities as well? I mean, look, I have a standard policy. I don't tell the GM how to run the team. And luckily, he doesn't tell me what to say on TV. It's kind of a good uh, It's kind of a good thing. But, you know, look, the lifeblood of your organization is your farm system. And right now you have veteran players who are entrenched, and many of them are playing pretty well. So there just really isn't an opportunity for guys to, to get up here. But I think we've seen, at least in the last couple of days, if a change needs to be made, the Cardinals are not afraid to do it. They brought up Kyle Leahy. They brought up Herrera because of injury. They brought Dakota Hudson back. Uh, you know, there, there are options down there um but you know how and when that takes place and how those conversations take place i think is going to be dictated by performance and ultimately it's good to have options if you need to make them chip carey joining us from chicago here on the opening drive on 101 espn chip from my perspective i I don't think i gave enough credence to the fact that jack flaherty had thrown had started only 32 games over three years whether it was injury or covid he just hasn't had the opportunity to pitch leading up to this first half and I get the sense that maybe he's rounding into form. You've seen every single start this year for Jack Flaherty. Are there? Th- what are you seeing from him that makes you think, if if you do believe it, that he's getting better and better and better? Boy, you, I really think you need to get counseling, uh, Randy, because you and I are on the same wavelength. Um, <laughs> Uh, after the game last night, that's exactly what I asked Jack. I said, look, I didn't see you pitch much in 2019. I, I haven't seen you pitch much at all, quite frankly, in your major league career. Was tonight's game more similar to what you felt like in 2019? He said, I'm getting there. And I think he is now starting to feel like everything is working and everything is back uh, to the way that he was uh, you know, uh, dealing for the Cardinals over that three-month 
period. And that's a, certainly an encouraging sign. Uh, last night, he pitched really, really well. He commanded his fastball. He was economical. Uh, he's really been able to change speeds with all of his pitches. So a guy that has four or five pitches can make that eight or ten. That's really, really tough for a major league hitter to try to cover. And it all comes down to confidence and execution for him. If he's got fastball command and he's not walking the ballpark, uh, he's got a really, really good chance because he has plus-plus stuff. And, and what I thought was really good was late in the game when he needed a swing and a miss, he was able to rear back and throw 95 miles an hour. He didn't try to do it the whole game, but when he needed it, he had it around the 100 pitch mark uh, in a stressful time in the ball game. So uh, that's something upon which to build for the Cardinals, and uh, hopefully Jack will continue to, to mow down the opposing hitters as we uh, look forward to a start after the All-Star break. Chip, we asked the hard-hitting questions here. Jack Flaherty, one word or two words? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was absolutely hilarious. I love Jim, and I think he's spectacular. He's so fun to listen to and so fun to watch. Yeah, well, I, I just had to give him another chance. You know, it was late in the game, you know, and he's, he's, he's now getting old like the rest of us. I just wanted to make sure he, he, he had a chance to redeem himself. <laughs> but he's got such a great sense of humor. That's what made he it fun. He is fun. Okay, so you've told us before on off days you, you go to games. So what does Chip Carey do? during the All-Star break? Yeah, I'm going to actually get to go home. Uh, I haven't been home since uh, spring training, quite frankly. And I'll get to go home, and uh, my wife has a list of honeydews as tall as I am, and I'll be out in the yard cutting grass and trimming trees and pulling weeds. But uh, just a chance, I think, for all of us to, to get away and refresh uh, mentally, physically, too. You know, this is a grind. It's a hard job. And, uh, for example, we got into Chicago last night at 2.30 this morning, and we're going to play again today and then day game Saturday, Sunday. And I know fans don't understand that, but uh, the physical and mental toll for uh, everybody who's part of a traveling party is a big, big part of the game. So while we look forward to uh, every day that we play and every day representing the Cardinals, that's truly an honor, a chance to get away and just sort of take your mind off of the grind for a bit is uh, a real refresher for all of us. So I'm looking forward to that. And then I'll, I'll pop back to St. Louis on Thursday and get set to uh, crank it up on Friday against the Nationals. Sounds great. Have a, a great time. Take advantage of that opportunity to decompress. We'll talk to you uh, next Friday morning, and then uh, we'll see you at the ballpark next weekend. Hey, I look forward to it, guys. Enjoy the All-Star break, and I appreciate you having me on. See you soon. Thanks, Chip. Take care. Chip Carey, TV voice of the Cardinals on Bally Sports, with us on 101 ESPN. So he's going to pull weeds during the All-Star break. I just break. did that this past weekend, and that was brutal. Yeah, it's gotta not do fun. It, though. It's got to be done. It's terrible.